0: If you would, turn in your Bibles to Matthew 5. We're in this series called The Value System of Jesus. And this is based on the Beatitudes, this really most popular message that Jesus preached on the Sermon of the Mount. And it's incredible how chock full of revelation and conviction and, uh, and how soothing it is when we embrace these. And then we're going to talk a little bit about that again today, but we're on week three. We did uh, week one, which was uh, blessed are those that mourn, uh, for they'll be comforted. And then last week we did, and actually that was last week. The first week was, um, poor in spirit. Then last week was blessed are those who mourn this week is blessed are the meek, but let's go ahead and look at the scripture Um, This is a nine-week series, and I've I've said this every week, that some scholars say there's eight, I believe there's nine Beatitudes, because there's kind of two lumped in there at the end. But I want to go ahead and and read this, and I've been warning you that this is really the most counter-cultural way to live that Jesus spells out. This is (laughs) anti-natural, because it takes a lot of effort and a lot of getting into God's presence and allowing Holy Spirit to work on us in order to exemplify the things that we're about to read. But I'm going to go ahead and read this. Now, Jesus, he saw the crowds, and he went up to the mountainside and sat down, and he began to teach his disciples, and he lists all of these. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. That was week one. Blessed are those who mourn, for they'll be comforted. That was last week. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. We're going to focus on that today. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. I love that. And I love this verse right here. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way that they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Man, and it's so loaded that... When I started looking in this and reading it, I was like, "This, this is a lot of teaching. I got to break down each one of these." And so today, we're going to focus on Matthew five five: "Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth." And this is not long, but if you give me your undivided attention, I do believe that today is life changing because I believe that the word of God is life changing. You believe that? Yeah. Okay. So, blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. The definition of the word meek, and we're really going to look into this, is quiet, gentle. This kind of struck me easily imposed on and submissive. So those are, those are all the attributes, characteristics, and explanation of, of the word meek. Meek is not a popular word, and I'll tell you that, but it is a Jesus word. You know, it's interesting to me that Jesus referred to himself as meek. He said he was meek. He, he lists the fruit of the Spirit, and he says this is his character. I have yet to put that on my resume, like, hey, I'm meek. <laughs> You know, in fact, even teaching you guys this message on, on meekness and humility, I'm so glad that God chose me, you know, to exemplify this to all of you. I was sitting there going, how do, how do I tell them like, well, I'm just going to preach the word and we'll take me out of the equation and then we can win because the Bible is very clear that he gives grace to the humble, but he resists the proud. So the more meekness that we take on is the more accessible the presence of God will be to us so that we could be forever changed. That's really good and a good moment to say amen. Wow. So meek's not a popular word, but it is a Jesus word. In Matthew 11, verses 28 to 30, it says, come to me, all you who labor and are are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Man, how many of y'all need a rest? take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle. These are the words of Jesus. In other words, I'm meek. He says it right here and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls. It's interesting to me that Jesus ties rest when we take on his meekness. I often find that the angriest people are the most exhausted. Have you ever noticed that? Like, it's like the the person that's flipping out. I had somebody this week on the road. Again, this is always giving the road examples because I drive a lot. In fact, I when I go to think and I go to pray, I get in, the, in my Jeep and I just go for a Jesus drive. I say it to Liz all the time. Going for a Jesus drive. Uh, I turned into the Jeep drive. But that means I'm going to spend time with Jesus. They both begin with a J. Amen. Amen. All my Jeep people, what up? And so I, I had somebody this week that was flipping out and they were, I, my God, that's a lot of energy in like 30 seconds that you just gave me all of those wonderful gestures and flipped out. I found that the angriest people are the most exhausted. Even when people are angry at God and they waste so much mental energy with anger and we're going to talk about that. Matthew nineteen thirty, Jesus was teaching his disciples about meekness and humility and he says this, but many who are first will be last, and the last will be first, talking about humility, it's like, how many of you have ever asked me, like, know, how you doing today, Adam, and so, I'm, I'm last first, <laughs> it's like, not the response you give, like, yo, I'm last first, like, this is, I'm looking forward to this moment where I could be last, no, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a tremendous effort, that's anti-normal, it's it's, it's countercultural. Psalms 25 verse 9, the humble he guides in justice, and the humble he teaches his way. I want to read this out of a few different versions, this key verse for today. Matthew 5, 5, the meek and lowly are fortunate, for the whole wide world belongs to them. Wow. The whole wide world belongs to the meek and the humble. Think about that. You are blessed when you are content with just who you are. Man, this one, I want to I sit here for a minute You are blessed when you are content with just who you are. No more, no less. That's the moment when you find yourselves proud owners of everything that can't be bought. This one kind of stepped me back for a minute because I'm an achiever. I've gotten accused of that and it's absolutely true. I accept the accusation. I'm one of those guys who's go, go, go. Go from the minute I get up to the minute I go to bed. I probably am trying to achieve while I sleep. That's just who I am. It's my type A personality that I see a goal and I'm going to get there. And anything that stands in between me and that goal, good luck. God bless you. Sorry about you. Because I'm probably going to steamroll right to that goal in the flesh. But it's interesting that the spirit, it's not like that. No, in fact, the more and more that you begin to surrender is the less and less that you strive and the more and more comfortable in your own skin you are before the Lord, knowing that it's him who does the work, not you. We taught this series, not by my might, not by my strength, but by his spirit. And so it's so key that we let go and let God. And when we do that, we find rest And there's a tremendous, you know, I was listening to a song that had this, and it's like, no more striving. You can't earn it. Just let it go. Let it go. And I'm reminding myself of that, that meekness and taking on Jesus' character is no more striving. I'm going to let God do what God does best. And I'm going to step out of the way because I find when I strive, I get in God's way, and he can't do what only he can do. That's good teaching right there. In other words, I don't need fame. I don't need popularity. I don't need influence. It's not what I do or prestige. I'm just a child of God being who he created me to be. And I'm content. There's something wonderful about pausing and being content. I'll give you just a personal example and then I'll shut up and move on. You know, with this church... Um, we want it to grow. Liz and I, we pray every week, God bring in those that need to be here and we, we want to grow it and we read the verse, unless the Lord builds the church, they that labor, labor in vain and I'm always doing a tug of war with God like, okay, but I need to probably market. And and yeah, some of that's smart to let the word get out, but you know what? I, I'm learning with whom I look at that every person that walks in is precious and valuable and I don't want to rush through a moment of something God's trying to establish in me that I'm going to circumvent if I skip over into another moment. I need to be here right now. You need to be here right now. You go, I just started a business. You need to be there right now and be present and enjoy the moment. We will never have this moment ever again. So what is God trying to establish and do in me or you right now that we can't skip over? It's a part of the character of meekness. if, If what you do determines your value that direction has you headed for total disaster. Guys, I've I've, I've over and over again being in ministry 23 years ish. It's I've oftentimes it's been my identity and it's been so unhealthy and God has ripped that out of me. And I'm so grateful for the painful, surgical moments where God ripped it out of me and showed you. I had a counselor years ago that we're still in touch with. We love this counselor, good friend of ours. And she said, "Adam, who are you?" Oh, well, I'm, I'm a pastor. She, no, no, no. Who are you? I, I am a child of God. Yeah, well, we're getting there now. See, what you do and who you are can never be confused. That it, don't don't lump that all together. Because if who you are and, 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 and what you do get confused, you're going to end up with an identity crisis, and you're going to end up with a major issue. It's going to affect every area of your life. I find that individuals that struggle with pride are always striving. Now, I'm talking about myself here, so don't think that I'm waving a finger at you, but individuals that struggle with pride, they're always striving. That's what I find. I also find that people who are always striving struggle with pride. Does that make sense? Individuals who struggle with pride are always striving, and individuals who are always striving struggle with pride. I've I've found that to be the truth. When achievement equals identity, be very careful because it leads to an emotional dysfunction, and it will create an identity crisis. Guys, my emotions get so wrapped up sometimes because I love checking it off the list and going, yeah, won't he do it? I'm saying, won't he do it? I really mean, won't I do it? You, you, anybody been there before? It's like, you know, did God be the glory? But really, I did this. <laughs> it's, I've been there before. One of Jesus' descriptions about himself is, I am meek. I want to fact check this word meek, and I want to say this to you, that meekness is not weakness, and I'm going to explain that to you in a minute. It doesn't mean fragile or timid. It's actually strength under control by God. I want to give you that definition again. Meekness is strength under God's control. In other words, it's the horse with the bit in its mouth. God's got the reins, the bits in your mouth, and you're strong. You're ready to go. But you're under the strength that is controlled by the reins of God who holds the reins. That's meekness. Meek could be depicted as a beautiful and powerful stallion that's pure muscle. I I love horses, guys. And I promise, Liz, that when we move into the country and when we move into the south that that I would get her a horse. I promise that. So I am her Italian stallion here for her today. I got you your horse. Here we are. I, speaking of meekness, um, you know, whatever. Uh, but, you know, I uh, picture that. It's But but then picture this stallion. I want you to go back to the horse thing. Forget about my joke there. Picture this stallion. It's strong. It's ripped. It's cut. I mean, horses are amazing animals, with how in shape they are. And you can see those muscles, kind of like Patrick, um, speaking <laughs> of stallions. Um, but then I want you to picture this. It's broken, and it's submitted to its master. This stallion is trained. Can I tell y'all, I would not put my kid on a horse that's not broken, and I know it, and I test it. Because that horse can kill my kid if I'm not careful. Okay? It's being led for a purpose, on purpose, this horse. Its reins are are under, under the master. And then picture a wild stallion that's not submitted and just running all over the place. Guys, that horse can't fulfill its purpose. We can't fulfill our purpose when we're not under the reign and submission to the Holy Spirit and to God. You cannot establish meek without the power of God. I want to just give you that disclaimer today. That without encountering God, you can't know how meek you aren't. When you get into the presence of God, and this is what's difficult about the presence of God. He shows you the good and he shows you the bad. He shows you the ugly. He shows you things that you go, and I think that's why we're so afraid as the American church to get into the presence of God, because we're afraid of what he exposes to us. I really do. I think that's why we've limited worship at churches to like 15 minutes, and we don't want to spend time kind of marinating in the glory of the Lord, because when we marinate in the glory of the Lord, there comes conviction, and there shows all of the things that I don't need that I've got to lay down at the foot of the cross, and all of a sudden, there's a decision that I have to make. I think we think meekness in a word picture is like a feather. <laughs> I do. I really do. I think it's like, like a fairy feather just kind of floating all over the place. You know, that's, that's meekness. And then I think other times when we picture strength, we picture it as a hammer, like a sledgehammer, like, yeah, y'all are going to hell, you know, like Bible thumping. And you know what? Meekness is neither. It's amazing that what, what meekness actually is. It's really Surrender is what meekness is. We need to understand that people really don't need me. They need Jesus. People don't need me. Jesus doesn't even have needs. I told you that last week. He has desires, and he desires to use each and every one of you. But you know what? The minute you think God needs you, you are not in a position where you're meek. You know, that was was a frustrating thing for me to realize. Like, God doesn't need me. He desires me. But since he doesn't have needs, it's my choice because he gives us free will and he's just that great. But meekness understands that God desires us, not needs us. Like I used to write songs a lot in, in, in the early 2000s and my, I, I had our pastor ask me to write a song for, for something that we were doing and, and I wrote a song called Here I Am. It's three simple words. Here I am. And it was all about God. I, I'm, a, I'm a vessel and I'm willing to be used. Come mold me. Come shape me. Come do it. And I showed my, our pastor. It was actually my uncle. I showed him. I slid the paper and he goes, hmm. And he sat there and he pondered and he goes, you know, I like those three words. Here I am. But check this out. Check out the, the order of this. Just reverse the word I and am. Here am I. Not here I am. Like not ta-da. Here I am. It's no. Here am I, like Lord. Here am I. I'm willing to be used. I know you don't need me, but I, you desire me in your goodness and your greatness. It's huge. You know, with this, with these beatitudes, I wish that, like, when I go to McDonald's, or I don't really go to McDonald's, so that's never mind. Let's skip that. When I go to Chick Fil A <laughs> and the Lord's chicken, and I'm like, yo, I, I wish that with these beatitudes that I could just be like, hey, I'll take two four six and give me give me ten give me nine there's only nine of them give me nine give me those numbers right there but i want to skip those other numbers because i don't really like those but that's not how this is see this is an all or nothing god these beatitudes every single week these are the things that he spells out that it's like to be in his character we need to understand that people really don't need me they need jesus and that's meekness there is no greater power than someone who is surrendered to the holy spirit relying on him that leads to meekness James one twenty one is a landmark verse, and I'm, I'm almost about to wrap up here, but I want to give you this verse. Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness, receive with humility, the implanted word, which is able to save your soul. Guys, when we accept humility and meekness, this is able to save our soul. It's huge because God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So how do I get meekness? I'm going to give you three ways that we get meekness, and I'm going to skip through these pretty fast. Number one is, and if you're taking notes, write this down, because this is one of the core values of this church. You need to live with a repentant heart. Guys, the quicker we are to apologize and repent is the easier our life will be. A repentant heart says, God, I'm sorry I was wrong. I I surrender. Forgive me and and forgive those who wronged me. Like, let it go. Don't hold on to those who wronged you. Guys, you're going to be wronged every day, probably. I mean, you know, the haters going to hate. But we got to live with a repentant heart and be quick to forgive. Because, guys, when we forgive, then we can be forgiven. Number two is you need to have a receptive spirit. A receptive spirit, a willingness for God to do a work. In Galatians 5, meekness, gentleness, it's one of the fruits of the spirit. But we need to be open to receiving this. We need to be open to taking on this cloak of humility. I love that. Number three is you need to have a responsive life. I'm a doer. I'm going to be a doer of the word. That's strength under control. I want a tender heart. And thick skin. I love that. A tender heart and thick skin. In other words, my 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 mom used to say this to me growing up. Baby, you need a Teflon spirit. Let it roll off your shoulders. Don't worry about a thing. You ain't no thing but a chicken wing. Just let it go. Let it go. I used to go, but mom, it hurts. Yeah, I understand. But you need to get. You need to let it go. Let it go. Let God do that work. It's hard to do that, guys, because it means that we have to have a funeral. We need to die to self and live for Christ. And when you die to self and live for Christ, you're quick to forgive and let it go. So this strength under control and this tender heart, it's where you live with nothing to prove and nothing to lose. Say that with me. Nothing to prove, nothing to lose. Man, that's a great way to live. God's got the final say. I'm in God's hands and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I'm good with that. In fact, I embrace that and I welcome that. Here are some rewards when you walk in meekness. I love this, guys. Listen to this one because this is where we're going to end right here. And I'm going to end with a very convicting humility list for Mother Teresa, who honestly is just an amazing character this woman had. And um, I'm so grateful that I was alive when she was alive for part of this time. She's just really um, an amazing person if you haven't studied her. But here are some rewards when you walk in meekness. Number one is the reward of this beatitude is that you live with an uncommon security. And that is huge. When you have an uncommon security, in other words, this strength that's under control, people go, why are you so confident? See, people always confuse confidence and arrogance. It's, it's ama- not, maybe not always, but oftentimes, confuse confidence and arrogance. It's good to be confident and know who you are in Christ. Arrogant is when you know who you are and it's all about you. But when I know who I am in Christ, now this is a confidence, and I, I want a quiet confidence that's clothed in humility. That's what I'm longing for, a quiet confidence, not loud and proud, a quiet confidence clothed in humility. And trust me, your boy needs to work on that. So this 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 beatitude living with you get you get this uncommon security. I'm not living for this world anymore. So things don't phase me like I'm, like they used to. I'm living for the kingdom purpose. Number 2 is you live with a higher perspective. Man, I love that. You're you got the above the cloud view now. You don't let people bait you into debates. You don't live in a place of anger over earthly things. You are harnessed by the Holy Spirit. Man, that's a challenge right there. That's a challenge right there. Republicans versus Democrats. Just Mike drop. Going to walk away from that right there. It gets, you know, these debates. the, The Bible actually says don't debate stupid things. You go, well, is it okay to have conversation about it? It is okay until you get angry and in the flesh. That's where now you've crossed the line. And God's going, you need to die. You go, but... They're a Democrat, or they're a Republican, or they're an Independent, or we don't even know what they are. They don't even know what they are. Identity crisis. This is about walking in the Spirit. And guys, this value will change things because we can't win the loss through being angry at them. I'm going to say that again. We cannot win the loss by being angry at them which is why I refuse to be a church that gets entrenched in politics because I just want to preach Jesus and hope that Jesus and the value system of Jesus will fix politics. It'll fix the value system of Republicans and Democrats, by the way, because both parties are screwed up right now. Can I get an amen? Amen. We need Jesus. Okay. Proverbs 15.1, A gentle, meek answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Guys, we as the church have to work on that. I, we need to get this like tattooed without getting it tattooed. We need this verse. It needs to be branded on our hearts is what I'm trying to say. A gentle, meek answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. And point three is you will live with supernatural power. Guys, I want to live with supernatural power, but I can't have the supernatural power that Jesus had without meekness. I can't skip over that beatitude. It's, it's key here. James 4, 6, God gives grace to the humble, but he resists the proud. I already said it, but I figured I'd give you the reference so you know it. The power of God changes everything. Meekness is the abiding place for provision. When you show humility, God is attracted to you and will show up and he will show off in your life. Can I end right here and give you nine things that Mother Teresa said? I love this. Number one, and these are up there, I think. Yeah, they are. Thank you. Speak as little as you possibly can about yourself. That's meek. Keep busy with your own affairs, not the affairs of others. That's meek. Accept small irritations with good humor. (laughs) I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. Meek. That irritated me right there. I just want you to know that. Do not dwell on the faults of others. Meek. Guys, it's so easy to do. Except being forgotten and disregarded with ease. I read this one and I was like, I don't know if I can do that. That's hard. That is hard. I'm going to read it again. Except being forgotten and disregarded with ease. In other words, when you're looked over and somebody else gets the promotion, and now you got to act like you're happy for them until you are happy for them. Because it's amazing when you are happy for them how God will move in your life when you're not acting anymore. Yeah, and sometimes you just have to do it and just put it out there. It's like, okay, this is a faith thing. I'm happy for you. <laughs> like with that half smile. So good. y'all. this is good right here. You know what I'm talking about. Be curious and delicate even when someone provokes you. How many of y'all would describe me as delicate? <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, thank you for that. Lunch on me. <laughs> do not seek to be admired or loved. Man, that's a rough one right there. I, wow. Can I tell you, I love to be loved. But if I live for man's praises, I'll die by their criticism. Yeah, that's right. Shoot. Yeah. Do not seek to be admired or loved. Give in in discussions even when you're right. I read that one and I was like, Mother Teresa or Mother of God or whatever. Just are you kidding me right now? Give in even when you're right. Guys, can I tell you, being right isn't enough. It's not enough humility and the demonstration of humility and meekness it she's putting that above being right <laughs> save your marriage liz says she said it real loud try, like i'm getting marital counseling from her right here in church jesus help me choose always the more difficult task and that's the last one she listed that's meek all these are, are her description of meekness and I, you know what i truly believe that she's with jesus face to face i believe she knew the lord cuz this description is somebody who had a tender heart and i've been i've been asking the lord and i think this is why i almost lost it during worship is because i'm i'm just i'm feeling the tenderness of the lord i feel him right now in this place and i feel like god wants his church to just relax and understand that he's got this He's got the whole world in his hands. He knows the beginning from the end. He knows what it's going to look like. We, I keep saying that we don't know the end of the story. When I say that, what I mean is we don't know what it's going to look like. We know the end of the story. I mean, it's just that we don't know what it's going to look like tomorrow. We're not guaranteed tomorrow, so we have no idea what that's going to look like. That's what I mean when I say that. But we do know that the king of kings and the lord of lords is not going to fall off his throne. We do know, like I said last week, we know there's another episode. And guys, we need to let go and let God and trust that He's got a work that He's doing right now in His church. I think the reason why things are getting tense right now is because there's a character test of His church. We've got to demonstrate meekness, we've got to demonstrate humility so that we can win the lost. I say this, and there's some new faces out here today, so I just want to encourage you. We're about four things as a church. Know God. That points to encounter like when we worshiped. Find freedom. Get freed of things like lack of humility and take on meekness. Discover your purpose. That's where God shows you what you were created for in his image as we take on his likeness. And then go make a difference. That's the great commission. Go into all the world and demonstrate meekness. Like Mother Teresa, who's just an incredible figure. I, I really believe that, that when she got a huge hug, when she got to heaven, I really believe that. When you stop living for you and start living for Christ, all this goes from being a task and an effort to being an honor to walk in God's spirit with the character of Jesus. I'm honored to take on his humility. Can I say this to somebody, and I'm going to go prophetic for a minute because I'm kind of done with the message. I believe there's some of you that are exhausted that came here that have been striving for a long time. They've been stri- you've been striving for a long time, and you're, you're, you're just tired of being tired. Anybody tired of just being tired? I'm tired of being exhausted? Tired of doing things in my strength? I want to encourage you with this this morning. Can we just let go and surrender this morning and say, God, you know the beginning from the end. You know what it looks like. We're going to let go and we're going to let you take over in our lives. And let's just repent for a spirit of pride where we think we know better or we think we can do this and just let go and say, God, I can't do this anymore. I just can't. It's a great thing when you get to a place of surrender and say, God, I can't do this, but you can because I could do all things through Christ. See, I could do this with your strength. So with every eye closed in this place, I want to encourage you, if there's an area of your life where you've been striving and you've been, you've maybe held the reins of the stallion instead of giving them to God, I want to encourage you with this. Can you just take a deep breath this morning and say, God, with a tender heart, Lord, I repent for a spirit of pride and I let go and I let you. Lord, I'm going to let go and I'm going to let God. I'm going to let you do this. So right now, God, we repent right now for, for a spirit of pride and thinking we can do this life in our own strength. And Lord, we ask for you to come in and take over and do what only you can do. Father, we celebrate your goodness and your greatness in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we invite you to come in and show us what it is that you want us to let go of that demonstrates that meekness and that humility. And in the name of Jesus, I just pray, Lord, for your joy and for a lightness over every person. And, Father, as we surrender and we let go of this striving, I thank you, God, that you would just take over and do some successful things that only you can do. Father, I thank you that you're growing businesses and you're growing parents and you're growing people. Lord, and you're establishing in us what only you can do. If you believe that, in the name of Jesus, would you shout amen, which means you agree. So good. It's so good to have those of you that are watching online or maybe you're listening on our new podcast. So great to have you. Guys, I love you. Let's make this the greatest week ever. Go feel free to introduce yourself to a few people you've never met before. God bless you guys. If you enjoyed today's message, I want to encourage you to like it and share it on social media or jump onto our website, hopecovenant.cc and click on our giving link and help us continue to share the message of Jesus across the world. God bless you and have an awesome week.